argument that's literally as old as time itself is. Who is a better player, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Recently, you've seen the MJ documentary come out on Netflix. Michael's greatness was unparalleled. But what LeBron James is doing with the Lakers this season and him beating the 73-9 and Golden State Warriors has him right now a legitimate contender for the throne of who's greatest of all time. And in this one-on-one basic basketball matchup, I couldn't ever help myself but to think, why is it Michael Jordan versus LeBron? Why isn't there any other players that seem to creep in this discussion? Not Kobe, not even Wilt, not even the great Bill Russell, who won literally like a thousand NBA championships. Eleven. One more for fingers you have on your hands. I mean, this guy has to put a ring on his toe, for God's sakes. And black people weren't even legal in the United States back then. So how did he win 11 championships? It doesn't make much sense. But above all the players that's not named Michael Jordan or not named LeBron James, out of all the players, I always was scratching my head the hardest with one player that was never added into that discussion. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I mean, come on, hear me out. Just listen to his accolades. 19-time All-Star, Hall of Famer. Has a TRB champ, six-time NBA champion, 11 times all-defense, two finals MVPs, rookie of the year, two-time scoring champion, four blocks, 15 times all-NBA, and of course he was all-rookie. And how much times did he win MVP? Six times MVP. Do you know how impossible that is? I'm sorry, but you heard LeBron James' speech when... Literally, Giannis won MVP over LeBron. You heard his speech. And I think the real beauty of what makes the best player of all time is in LeBron James's furious reaction speech to learning that Giannis won MVP. You see, in LeBron James' speech, in his losing speech, not getting it, he said, I don't think people are watching basketball. They're paying more attention to the narrative. You see, it's not the greatest player that ends up being the best player in the league. It's the one with the greatest narrative. LeBron had a great example. He said, defensive player of the year, Mark Gasol. He won it back in the day, won defensive player of the year. And in the same year, he wasn't on the all defensive player team. He's only on the second team. He was on the first team. That means that at the same time people didn't think he was in the top five in defense, somehow he won the top defensive player of the year. It literally defies logic. And if that's even possible, that sort of disconnect where you can be considered number one and number six at the same time, if that's even possible, you bet yourself that when it comes to the best player of all time, it is all about... 20 years from now, who will have the greatest narrative? Now, LeBron James is a media savant. I mean, what he's doing for the black community, what he has done 
with his schools that he's helped. You know, he partnered with governments to help uh, open up. You know, he's helped basically get that foundation open. Um, he, he's a beast. He's always been vocal, always. And even if it costs him getting into the right side political headwinds for it, basically, you know, a.k.a. shut up and dribble. However, I think there's one part of the narrative that people just forget about Michael Jordan. You see, when we look at the music industry, we see a lot of crazy stuff. People with big chains, people putting out how big their Rolex is, people showing you the fanciest cars on private planes, having sex with every woman in a zip code like they're literally living the rock star lifestyle however when we really start to look at how they make their money and what kind of profit splits if you are paying attention to hip-hop or pop music at all you can see a lot of these artists are signed to terrible deals They can have 10 million streams on Spotify. And sometimes they're not even making like a penny on the dollar sometimes for all those streams, all the revenue generated from their streams. Some artists don't even really get paid for their merch. Some of them don't really get paid for their TV appearances. I mean, they get some of the money, but with all these new 360 deals coming out, It's gone to the place where artists aren't reaping the rewards for the money that they make. Now, one thing, you know, they always say that basketball players want to be rappers. Rappers want to be ballers. That's why rappers call themselves ballers. You know, they always say that there's these core, you know, these correlating factors. But, you know, as an investor, I can't help but be super fascinated about the thing that we never hear about basketball. Basketball players have some of the greatest contracts of all time. I mean, it's not like the NFL where, like, basically, if you get hurt, you lose, like, a massive portion of your contract. There's not a lot of guaranteed money when it comes to NFL, but you're pretty much guaranteed to get hurt. And when it comes to these shoe deals, I mean, LeBron James out of high school basically signed a $100 million shoe deal with Nike. And recently re-signed for something valued to be a billion dollars when it's all said and done. Just, just these ginormous deals with these NBA shoe contracts. It's, it's literally disgusting. And the one thing that people never really think about when it comes to NBA players' contracts and shoe deals is that it all started with Michael Jordan. You see, it's more than just the rings. It's about the narrative. And about now that we're actually asking, you know, as basketball players and rappers become more business conscious and investor minded and more focused on their finances and building wealth. Now we're actually asking the questions. Well, how much do you really earn? Actually, you see rappers on their deals, they get paid in advances, which are basically loans. And they get loaned $2 million for the marketing, the promotion, the people work on your album. Everything gets paid out of your potential earnings. And most of the times, you don't even recoup. 
I mean, sometimes people literally renegotiate their deals so that they borrow more money when they haven't even paid their money off. Sometimes they start a label under their label just to pay off the money that they didn't already have. And then within those deals, you don't even really understand the costs that's in your advance. You're getting billed for money sometimes you're not even really spending. It's truly incredible the the years of finesse the music industry has done. The NBA, however, when Michael Jordan signed his first Nike deal back in the 80s, the precedent of that deal arguably, arguably will make him the greatest player of all time. The precedent of him basically signing a deal that would eventually be worth a billions of dollars is why people will look back and really think that he's the greatest. I mean, every single shoe deal after has been tremendous for most athletes, especially the big and star ones. And that's all stems down from Michael Jordan's deal with Nike. You see, Nike wasn't a big company, wasn't big, it wasn't flashy. Um, He actually didn't even wanna go with Nike, but because he did and he played so good, he built that company basically to where it is today. And matter of fact, you could argue that the Jordan brand is bigger than the Nike brand, even though that Nike essentially somewhat owns Jordan, right? They're, they're under, Jordan's under Nike, but relatively Jordan brand is their biggest shoe brand when you really think about it and look into the numbers. Kanye West is the Michael Jordan of hip hop. He really is. Um, the most controversial person in the world was seen on Twitter peeing on Grammys and leaking his contract. And as we see people start deciphering the contract, what's actually, you know, why are these terms bad and everything? Um, we have seen that Kanye time after time has gone into these rooms and argued with these billionaires, put them on blast, whether that's these fashion companies, whether that's, you know, him with his Yeezy line, you know, with everything that he's done, he's always tried to break these crazy barriers. And in, in his absolute selfishness, his absolute narcissism, his absolute quest to make him the greatest of all time, it was really Kanye that's breaking these barriers down for future artists. You see, how much people put their name to a brand when Kanye basically signed a great deal with Yeezy, with Adidas and Yeezys, and now did this Gap deal, and it's listed that he's around a billionaire because his deal is so lucrative for him. And with Kanye knocking all these doors down, I wonder if 20 years from now, when artists stop signing these 360 deals and these companies actually start offering them better 50-50 partnerships when it comes to deals, I wonder if that's all going to be attributed to Kanye West leaking his contract and airing all of these music companies dirty laundry out there. 
And as always, the best, most brightest investors are the uneducated ones. That's because the uneducated investor, they never stop learning. One of the most interesting things I think about music is that we really don't know what's in these people's deals. You know, if you're a fan of hip hop, if you're a fan of pop, you can hear it through the murmurs, through the whispers here and there. But you can tell these people are not signed to great deals. I mean, think about how long Drake and LeBron been out. They've been like basically on fire for the same amount of time. Um, Drake, you know how hard it is to be like the number one artist for that long? If I look up Drake's net worth right now, it's around 150 million. LeBron James net worth around 450 million. Why is LeBron James's net worth three times that of Drake's? I mean, being number one and being literally one of the most recognized names worldwide and selling out that many shows in your concerts, that many tickets, you literally should be a billionaire. Like, like think about it. If you a billion people in the world know you, and you can get $1 out of that billion or $10 out of 1% of that, which is, sorry, $10 out of maybe 10% of that, which is $1 billion. Why isn't Drake a billionaire? It's because the money's being cut multiple ways. And a lot of times these, these artists, their first predatory deal where they have to sign these bad terms, within that deal, they can never get their masters back. The masters, the right to their songs. They can't perform their songs without this. Um, they need their mas- rights to their masters and their publishing. So because of that, they don't even own their songs. They have to be under the label to own their songs and to buy back the masters. I mean, a lot of these music labels don't even let you buy back the masters. And it gets to a place where it's like, if I do bad and if i do shitty then maybe i can get out of my deal but if i just just keep dropping hit after hit after hit i will literally never be able to leave this deal literally there is no amount of hits that you can make to actually be able to get out the deal and to renegotiate i mean you can renegotiate some better terms maybe but that's locking you in to a longer deal for slightly better terms and a master's value that like literally you'll never be able to pay. I mean, they might put the price at 50 million or some astronomical number that you know you'll never be able to reap back once you buy it. Um, Let me know what you think. Is Kanye West the Michael Jordan of music? Let me know. I'm on Twitter at Fly Stu on Twitter and we flight crew, we have to take off. (laughs) 